Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Energy Advisors podcast. Glad to have you with us today. I'm really excited about our guests today because I'm going to bet, bet that most of you have not heard of what these guys are doing, and it's pretty exciting stuff. But before we get there, um, got to pay the bills a little bit, just like anybody running a podcast. We want to thank our sponsors at Solar Energy Partners for uh, being a part of the show. Uh, if you want to do solar in a traditional fashion, whether it's for your residence or your business, they're great. Not only do they help you get a system size correctly, they do it all over the country, but they're experts at helping you get the tax advantages. So if you want to get connected to our friends at Solar Energy Partners, just go to my website at energyadvisors.today and fill out the form and we'll get you connected. All right. Without further ado, I have been waiting to do this with much anticipation for quite some time. When I ran into them and saw their product, I uh, just about fell out of my chair. It is really exciting technology. So I'd like to welcome, and today we have two of a kind, Mike and uh, Michael. So I'd like to welcome the co-founders of Crastrum um, Solar. And you're going to be excited when you see what these guys have done. It could be one of the most well-engineered um, products I've seen in the solar generation um, space. So I've got with us co-founders Michael Scherer and Mike Myers. Good, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Nice to meet you. Yeah. Good morning. I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Without any further ado, let's get into this. Um one of you want to take the lead on this, and I'm going to make a bold statement. Um, as a listener, how would you like to have a solar generating system that can be installed in less than 20 minutes on any type of property, and it will offset 40 to 70% of your electrical costs? How would that be? Well, it sounds too good to be true, but it's not because I've seen it. Uh, Michael, can you give us a little bit of rundown on uh, sort of the beginning of the history, and you guys can jump in on that? What What's the genesis behind your system, and how do you classify it? Um, so, yeah, we've we've engineered. We 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 had a a really good look at traditional solar and the way things have been done. Uh, especially in the U.S. Uh, over the last decades, and we we decided that it needs to be re-engineered. Re uh, it needs to be a lot more user friendly, and we need a system that anybody can install and can install by themselves without an electrician, without having to play nice with the utility, without um, you know, electricians. Um, that kind of thing. And, and essentially, we've created a plug-and-play solar and home battery kit that just plugs into your standard outlets. Yeah? The panels plug into your standard outlet in the backyard. The battery um, plugs into your standard outlet in the living room. And we're utilizing your existing house wiring to get the loads to where they need to be, to the appliances. So in a nutshell, that is is it. So we don't we don't backfeed onto the grid either. Okay. We don't do the whole net metering. One hundred percent of the energy that you're producing is being used in your house or stored for later. So, um, Mike, how do you position this in the marketplace? Um, do you call this portable solar? Uh, I mean, what's the right terminology? That's a, that's a great question. And when you think about solar. It's, uh, or even electricity, let's go there. Most people don't see it as bi-directional, right? But it really is. You can go two ways with it. And when we talk about our product, what's crazy is when you look at traditional solar, it serves, let's let's be conservative or even aggressive. Let's say 7% of the U.S. population can or has access to the ability to get traditional solar, right? right? Because you need, a, uh, you need a home, right? First and foremost, you got to have income for that. So many other variables. Our product... What's so different about what we do is through the standard use of power outlets, we can reach 95% of consumers, no matter if you're a renter or a homeowner, you have a big house or a small house, you're on grid, you're off grid. We can power you no matter where you are through these flexible, lightweight solar panels, through this battery that can be carried easily and expanded upon. It's so, really, we're changing the game. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. So do you really... Do you put it into a niche? I mean, do you have a, like, say, 
obviously we just talked about traditional solar. Do you do you call this portable? Do you call it flexible? I mean, have you come up with a genre for this yet? Because it's it's plug, been... and, plug and play solar. Plug and play. What we okay. call it, yeah. Plug and play. We kind of try to bring that element to it, kind of creating the the iPhone of of uh, solar essentially making it as easy as possible so you don't have to understand it so you don't have to have five extra boxes and a new breaker box in your garage we wanted something that just plugs in you scan the barcode that's it wow okay so i hope you don't take offense in this i used to develop a lot of mobile applications actually i acted as a subcontractor and built a little over 1100 mobile apps and being somebody that was deep in the technology we used to say around my office, our iPhones were smartphones for dummies. Now, I wouldn't call your system uh, solar for dummies, but boy, you've made it simple. Okay. So uh, again, don't take that as an offense, but I just had to grin and start laughing because when you said the iPhone a plug and play, I'm like, wow, this really could be considered some solar for dummies. But uh, no, it's much more advanced than that. Okay. So let's in a traditional solar uh, system, you know, if I'm putting solar on my house, and I think your answer is going to be the same, there are usually five components, okay? So the first one's going to be the photocells, so PV, okay, or photoelectric cells. You're, and the next thing's going to be your inverter, okay? Oh. Then, then you're going to have a, a metering device of some sort. You could have storage, and then, of course, the sun. Well... We know the first two you have are the first and last are obvious, okay? But there's some things that are different. So what I'd like to do, if we could, to help our listeners understand, if we go through those five components, and I'm not going to have you explain this on, if we went through those components, kind of walk us through what you have and what's a little different uh, compared to a traditional solar uh, panel system. Yeah. So first of all, we need to make sure... Uh, without you know, without having an interconnection agreement, without having to play nice with the utility utilities, that means we have to stay away from the grid. So we have we had to design a system that does that that never feeds back onto the utility grid. Yeah, right. And for the people that are looking at this, this is our power meter. Our power meter comes with two CT clamps that clamp through the uh, clamp around the main lines in your breaker box. And it gives you a real time read of what you're pulling from the utility, how much electricity your house essentially needs and is pulling from the utility. And then it coordinates that the panels and the inverters actually release as close as possible to that amount to get you as close as possible to zero okay. from the utility. All our products have two antennas. This, you see this right here. So we're pretty much the only system that uses uh, Wi-Fi. And Wi-Fi we kind of just use to get the data to your app. Okay. The internal communication is happening on a sub-gigahertz level in case the Wi-Fi is spotty or it just the Wi-Fi is down. We never skip a beat. Yeah? Okay. Our system always makes sure the power is contained in the house by either telling the inverters that have the same um, antennas, obviously same communication module. It tells the inverter, okay, we're getting close to zero. Either throttle the inverters or tell the battery to accept the charge, essentially act like an appliance. Okay. So let's let's go back a little bit because some of our listeners are novices a little. Okay. So we're going to talk about what you guys are doing with your PV uh, cells. But the two key things here is that your inverter is connected to your cells, your panels, correct? Yes. And then the inverter is going to distribute the power to either battery or onto the system, right? Into your outputs. Exactly. Okay. Just like so a traditional solar system. But Sorry, the yeah. difference, let me highlight this point, is, is our system works similar to a traditional base solar system. But the difference is how ours connects to your home. Yes. The solar panels, they plug into a standard outlet outside. The okay. battery okay. plugs into a standard outlet inside your home. There's no additional wiring needed. It's that. It's plug and play. That's it's it. plug and play. Well, I always want to uh, go through that because sometimes we get 
listeners who are brand new. You know, they're, this is their first exposure to solar. Okay, so for those who are watching on the on this on the video platforms, YouTube and others, um, Michael has just put up on the screen um, pictures of the uh, the battery system, and these are phenomenal. Uh, it's it's kind of a sexy looking thing, in, in my opinion, and when it comes to technology. I wouldn't call it an old lava lamp uh, configuration looking thing, but it's a tower <laughs> for those who are not watching. And it has these um, amazing uh, light systems. So, Michael, if you could um, lead us down the path and explain the battery system. So the battery um, is, as you're, as you're, let me put the, the picture back for the people that are watching it. It, it is, that does help a little bit. Yes. <clears throat> the battery has a repeating form factor, which is the cylinder, and this each cylinder is one kilowatt hour. Yeah? Okay. Um, and you see, one has a light rail. That's the smart base. The smart base is the one that's plugged into the outlet and has a bidirectional inverter in it, so it can either receive power or push power through that same outlet. Yeah. Okay. And you, what you see on top are the off-grid inverters with a wireless charger. So you have two outlets uh, with an output of 600 watt, 1200 watt peak uh, with a wireless charger up top. And you can take those off. Yeah. So if you only have one of these, um, you can switch it to other batteries. They're all connected. Um, and the smart base has a, currently an output of 400 watt. And you can install as many as these as you want. They all have to be on different circuits. But other other than that, there there's literally no limit to how many you can install in your house. Okay. Um, and then on top of everything, if you do have an outage or you would like to go camping, you can take this battery out of its base. Um and take it anywhere you want, really. Yeah. And then yeah. it acts as just a power source. And so let's exactly. talk about the the plugins. I know because you have a multiple type of plugins or receptacles on these batteries, correct? Exactly. So here we have a DC charging port in case uh, ERCOT doesn't do its job or the world comes to an end and there's an outage that lasts forever. You can charge this battery directly from two of our Craftroom's uh, solar panels. Okay. Then we do have type A and uh, type C USB ports, two outlets, and a wireless charger up here. Wow, that's fantastic! So I can I could charge my cell phones, power my uh, uh, my ear, uh, excuse me, charge my ear iPod, ear pods, and stuff. So yeah, I've got flexibility there. That's really nice. I precisely, it, and we work very similar to a number of the other batteries on the market today. But what sets our battery apart from the many others is that our battery can be connected to your home grid. It can be part of displacing your energy costs because the way that our system communicates, right? Your solar is generated outside and at the battery, it's not in your garage waiting for a power outage. It's inside your home being part of how your energy communicates with your appliances. We okay. can use it, power your appliances in the evening when, when the energy is cheaper, right? Or when it's more expensive in the afternoon. Okay. So... Yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about the redundancy abilities of this, because this is something we talked about off air before. If I have a particular electrical device, it may be a medical device, it may be respirators, it may be things that I do not want any interruption. Uh, let's talk about how that works with your system. Yeah. So essentially what I would do in that case is you, you plug the battery into the outlet and then you plug any kind of appliance uh, that you don't ever want to lose power into those outlets on the top. Yeah? Fantastic. And and if there is an outage, it will not be affected. The battery will, <clears throat> the battery will just take over and power that appliance continuously for quite some time, depending on its draw, longer or shorter. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I see that as a huge upside for particular uh, customers as you can have an uninterrupted power source. And, you know, one of the things we take for granted in, in Western world, in, in Europe and the United States, um, we, we just take power for granted. You know, we walk over and we flip the switch and it comes on. 
We don't ever think about all these redundancy features, unless you're running a data center or something like that. But most people just don't think about it. It's either on or off, right? It, that's how it works. And they're not thinking about the redundancy. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of your intelligence that you've built into the system, not only in your inverter, your meter, uh, and in the battery. Looks like you've done all that with an app. Yes, all of our products actually um, communicate to the app. It shows you in real time how much electricity you're still pulling from the utility. It's not going to be that much, obviously, but it's there's still a value. Um, and then it shows you each inverter reports as well. <clears throat> so if there's ever any issue with the panels, you see it immediately because each inverter should out, out, output if if they're in the same arrangement, they should have this very similar output. If this is off, then you know that there's one of the panels is either damaged or compromised. We haven't seen much of that yet, um, but in theory, it, you can actually micromanage the system and um, and and see each value for each each inverter, each panel yeah. inverter combination. Same with the batteries. It shows you how many batteries are plugged in, what the charge level is, what the battery is currently doing. Um, you can also see that by the light ring. This is the reason why the battery looks so futuristic. Um, it has a light ring, and this light ring will change depending on its state. You can change the color schemes to match your interiors, of course, uh, but it, it, you know, it could charge. It could be green when it's charging from solar and could be red or orange when it did it's discharging into your home to alleviate your electricity bill well i i want to talk about that for a second because it's really interesting sort of a byproduct of having this data on the app i know i, I my house is filled with all kinds of you know cordless things i mean i every power tool i have except for two are cordless okay so uh -huh. i bought into that years ago but you know the crazy thing is i never know what the level of that battery is charged now you know it has a little flashing light so it's saying it's green you know but what percentage so yeah. just my stupid example is i have six or seven of these batteries sitting there and i'll be using it on a saw or a drill or something like that and i'm wondering how much do i have left and i never know okay yeah. So it's this guessing game with my batteries. And why do I have seven batteries or eight batteries? I don't remember the count. Because I'm always guessing how, how much the battery is charged. Yeah. And then the only other thing I can get to is, well, when it stops, then I know it needs charged. So I think that's an interesting feature that comes to bear when you're able to pull up your app and to look at what your capacities are, where they're charged, and those types of things. That's interesting. But the yeah. other side effect that I'd like to talk about for a minute is it having that kind of data at your hands helps you become more energy conscious and, and have a level of understanding, this is how much I'm using. So I know you've gone around your home. I know this for a fact. We talked about this is, hey, you can look at your different appliances and you can tell what's using what. And I think yes. that's really interesting. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, I don't think the average person is very cognizant of what their consumption is. And now in parts of the United States, net metering and time of use metering has come into play. But that still doesn't give the intelligence because you don't have an app yes. to let you look at your consumption and those things. And, you know, if you're not doing it correctly, you can pay double or triple um, rates. I mean, it's how it is with, on my in my local provider here in my non-consensual relationship with my power company. <laughs> um, you know, between one and three, it's double. And between three and seven, it's triple. So, you know, I'll pretty much tackle somebody if they go to the washer and dryer between one and seven because I don't want to be paying those rates. But let's talk about that for a minute. Exactly. So this is what we call the learning effect with our power meter. Um so our power, power meter will give you a read exactly how, how much each appliance is using. 
So in, in the beginning, when, when we first developed this product, I, I realized that, that it varies drastically from, from whatever, you know, most people don't even know what's your idle wattage at your house. Right. What does your house use when none of the major appliances are running? Yeah. Right. And we figured out real quick that that idle wattage, even in a three-story house uh, with air conditioning and everything, as I have a three and a half bedrooms, um, it's only about five, six hundred watts of what your house is using at all times, and not more than that. Right. And it just spikes if an air conditioning comes on, if a dryer comes on, a dishwasher comes on, a washer. Um, if your entertainment system is on, it'll spike, but not that much. So in my entertainment system, a 70-inch TV with surround sound, adds about 200 more watts to that. Yeah. Right. Um, a regular toaster uh, adds 1,500 watts. Right. That. Yeah. Um, my air conditioning is the is the killer and it adds 3000 watts. So and our systems come in increments as well. So you can buy a kit that, let's say, would cover 2000 watts. And if you smart about how you use your appliances, those 2000 watts can cover the majority of your electricity. Yes. Just don't run your dishwasher and your and your dryer. At the same time, be yeah. smart about when be you use power. power. Use the majority of your power if you can. If if somebody's home, wash the clothes during the day, not at night. And and this this way you can offset things. You can always cheat the system a little bit by taking electricity plans where nights are free, and 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 then you can offset some of that as well. Um, but if you're smart about what you're how you're using your electricity, you can. You can, and, and this is somewhat of us. We 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 used to work for a utility, so it's personal at this point for me. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to use as little electricity from the utility as possible, um, with a with a minimum of impact financially, because our kits are, are really a fraction of the cost of traditional solar. Yeah, right. And and to that point, it's it's we're kind of flipping home solar generation on its head, because. Solar systems, in a traditional sense, they always go larger than what you may need because right. they want you as a consumer to take advantage of the net metering policies where you live. Now, we can get into a whole other topic of the net metering policy shift change and the fact that consumers being taxed, but we won't. We'll stop there. But our systems, they're modularly based. You can start with a small 400-watt system. And if you look at the app and you say, hey, I'm not generating enough, then you can upgrade to, to as much as you want. You right. can put up 2,000 watts of solar on a single power outlet legally. And yeah. we're approved. Everything's safe and it works. And so that's what's unique about our product. It's not necessarily about micromanaging your power. It's about maybe nerding out about it. You as a consumer, as a user of our product, have the power of knowledge of access to solar panels that are easy to use to make the conscious decision about how you use your electricity. Right. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to bring an example I think that's interesting about this. You know when my wife and I got married and this was 29 years ago, okay? We didn't we didn't use hardly any power, right? But then with our crazy family grew and we have five kids. By the time they were all teenagers and stuff, oh my goodness, you know, every electric every device they have was electric, our baseline or what you were calling idle went through the roof because everything everybody had something plugged in. Okay, and multiple of those TVs, the alarm clocks, cell phone chargers, everything you could think of, uh, computers, uh, all those types of stuff. Well, if if I had put in solar when I first got married, um, goodness gracious, I could have expanded it very inexpensively as my family expanded. Yes, and my and my idle capacity, and and I think that's really interesting because I don't think anybody ever really puts any thought into what their idle or baseline is. We they just don't, they don't because traditional solar doesn't work like that. Traditional right. solar puts 50 panels on your roof where 80% of that is constantly backfeeding to the utility. Yes. And the utility, we used to work for a utility. They don't want your electricity during no. the day. 
Nobody no. needs electricity during the day, technically. Yeah, they need it. The curve is the exact opposite of what the actual consumption is by their customers, which right. means if they can't store it, they, it, it evaporates essentially. They have no desire in, in paying you for it. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of that in California at the moment. NEM3 went through and now they're charging people to feed back onto the grid. Right. These poor people were told that the, the electricity company is going to pay everything. You don't have to pay anything. They're being stuck with a huge bill right now, a huge solar array, because they can't really backfeed. And now there's something else I read in the news, how they're being forced at certain times to give up their electricity in California. Uh, some, some new rule that came in, even though they own the system, they should be able to say what's going on. So we decided to go in completely opposite direction we're just worried about the your consumption and lowering your consumption not backfeeding not feeding a utility that has no desire to honor long-term contracts over I mean, the runtime of some of these loans is 30 years god knows where some of these utilities will be in 30 years exactly you know so, um I, yeah. I think what's a byproduct i'm sorry for interrupting there and and, and we i don't want to harp on this too long but the fact that you have all this um, data that's available and it's in, available in the app, it just brings to mind, you know, people kind of, they either, when it comes to electricity, they're either ignoring it, they're trying to conserve it, or now people are trying to generate it and conserve it. It just brings a whole level of different awareness. You know, if I move into a house and I bought this, it's, it's an existing home. One of the questions I have for a realtor is, well, what's my average, you know, utility bill going to be they don't think about wow if i were had the intelligent and the right smart systems now okay i'm a little bit of a geek you know i've been in computers for three plus decades but i if i walked into this now knowing that I had a system like this or i could put a system in i don't have to just swallow that 250 a month or 300 a month or, or those types of stuff i now have better control okay so I just I just find this very I mean it's one of the things that excites me because I get on this soapbox I'll try to keep it short everybody needs an energy plan everybody needs to figure out how they can be as independent as possible we have financial plans to become an independent hopefully when we retire we have fitness plans we have career plans for the first time now we really can with the evolving technologies we can have an energy plan where I can say I can have control because right now I laugh and use that silly uh, phrase of unconsensual relationship with the power company, but that's that's what it is. I'm I'm locked into a loan with them, except it's over the length of the time that I'm using, and it's not really a loan. I'm just paying them. Yeah. So I find it really interesting. Now, um, some other things. Let's let's skip over for a minute, if we could, and talk about what you've done with. Um, your PV cells, because there's some interesting things uh, about what you're doing there. So if you could share that would be awesome. So yeah, our panels are um, like an, an eighth of an inch, between an eighth, sixteenth of an inch, really um, uh, thin. They're flexible. They're all black. There's nothing visible. They, they look like black mats, essentially. Um, and yeah, I said they're flexible, and you can pretty much um, screw them or zip tie them to any surface, <clears throat> really. So I have a pergola out back that I built specifically for this, to be uh, very transparent. I I didn't have, the house didn't come with a pergola, um, but I I measured exactly how many panels, how how wide four panels are, and I went out another thirteen feet. And um, I covered the pergola with these panels. And um, but essentially, you can put them in, in Europe. A lot of people put these panels on the balcony. Yeah, uh -huh. they even work when they're they're not as efficient if they're completely vertical. Um, but the loss is not that significant that a lot of people do take that into account and are absolutely fine with it. And they're out of sight, out of mind. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it just produces in your backyard. We're working on a floor stand as well, a ground mount uh, where you just put it in 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 the grass and just plug it in, and that's it. 
So, Mike, you're shipping a lot of these. I think people will be interesting to find out. These don't weigh very much, do they? No, no. We ship them a pair at a time, and the two of them together in a box weigh 22 pounds. Wow. So we're talking 11 pounds. So, so I don't have to be a, a strong arm muscle man to move these things oh. around. 11 oh. pounds, that's nothing. No, yeah. we're at 200 watt solar panel. <clears throat> two of them, they're outputting 70 volts, which is a high voltage solar panel. And where they're semi-flexible and lightweight, like you can bend them like a taco shell. We don't recommend eating a taco in them, but no. you can, right? They're super light. Okay. At one point I had a few of them. I just screwed them to my fence in my backyard. We've seen people yeah. zip tie them to balconies. We've seen people <clears throat> put them on top of their RVs. We've seen people put them on car ramps in their driveway. Like the installation of these solar panels is what works for you as a buyer. But the right, fact that right. they're so lightweight, they're easy to manipulate. Uh, when we were in our beta testing, I had them in my driveway and then I pulled them in at night and I put them back out during the day because they're not gigantic behemoth 300 watt glass panels that are, you know, six foot tall and weigh 200 pounds. They're not linebacker solar panels. Right. They're lightweight. They're easy to move. Now, you're using yeah. some different materials on these, Michael. Can you can you share with yeah, us some of the differences? Use, we've developed these over the last five years. So we have... I think it's about 12 different layers. I can't really tell you exactly what the magic sauce is. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we have an ETFE layer, which stops the breakdown of, of the material through the sun, which is very mm -hmm. aggressive, obviously. So that protects the overall panel and the cells. The cells themselves are half cut. And, and the reason why we do this is you get a higher voltage out of them. So these are high voltage panels. Um, your standard random, you know, 400 watt panels output about 20 to 30 volts. Ours put up twice that. They're up to 70 volts up um, for, for both panels. And the reason why we did that is so you can charge the battery directly in a uh, off-grid scenario or you're camping or you're fishing or you're doing God knows what. Some people use it to charge their video and photography uh, equipment. And you can charge this battery up in, in four hours. The majority of it charges in, in one hour, and then it just slows down as it gets full, like all batteries do. Um, and 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 that's why our panels uh, have high voltage output, so they can charge the battery very quickly. Quick detail to the battery. We are using lithium iron, ferrum batteries, which is currently the most secure type of battery out there and on top of it it has the most life cycles as well so i think we're somewhere between five and seven thousand life like charge cycles um which is huge that gives you a 10-year warranty on a battery that uh, you usually don't have I'll now you too but it's not lithium ion doesn't go that far yeah we were talking about this the other day about if you just had battery sitting on the shelf you know, started a full charge, no mm -hmm. use, no usage at all. How long would it take to drain that battery? Yeah, that's our proprietary BMS. Our our engineer is a freaking genius, and and he managed to create a battery management system that keeps the battery. That if the battery had to discharge naturally on the shelf from one hundred percent to zero, it would take it three and a half years. My most recent battery that they shipped to me, I've I've had it at my house for about six weeks now. Um, I've I've actually used it for shoots and stuff like that, and I I put my phone on it to wirelessly charge. The battery's still at one hundred percent. It hasn't moved one iota. It's it's really unbelievable. I, I have no idea how he does it. Uh, I'm I'm the industrial designer, not the engineer. <laughs> um, so I just I was in you know I make things look pretty. Yeah. Well, we uh, forgot to mention that that you do have a wireless charger on the top of these. So if you have a wireless device that will accept the charge, you can just set it on top of the battery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I tell you, I just my head just spins on how well this is engineered because a couple things that I want to mention. Okay. I talk to a lot of people about solar. Okay. And a couple of objections that come up. Well, number one, I'm a renter. If I'm a traditional solar guy, I walk away from them as fast as I can because I have not, I can't help them because I can't install on the roof. Yeah. Your system. Yeah. Your system alleviates that. They can stick it in the yard, on the patio, wherever they want to put it. Okay. So that's one that helps people out. Then two, 
you got a lot of people that are somewhat what they would consider and I would consider a short term homeowner. Okay. One, they might be wanting to downsize, you know, and they don't want to put a 30 or 40 or $50,000 investment on their house if they're only going to be there another four or five years. Okay. So I've talked to a lot of people that are closer to my age, getting closer to that retirement age coming up and you go, Hmm, well, this would be great, but I, you know, I don't know if I want to spend my money doing that right now, because in most cases, instant installation of solar is a bill swap kind of situation. So that helps. And then the fact that we here out in Colorado with all this wonderful wilderness, I might have a cabin and I don't want to spend $50,000 to put solar up there. Even if I'm Airbnb in it and and making it so it's a, a, a resource that's used longer, I may not want to spend that kind of money to, to do that. Huh. So I think that this your solution just fills those gaps and it, it addresses so much a larger part of the marketplace. You know, where our, I'll give you an example, and I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but here in Colorado, it is now because of interest rates, okay? It is more economical to rent a place than it is to own because with interest rates at seven and 8%, it's more economical just to rent right now and stay out of the market. Well, if I'm staying out of the market and I'm renting, I really don't have a solution until you like this to participate in generating my own electricity. Yes. That's awesome. And you're absolutely right. And if I just want to highlight a one single price, right? Is with our system, you can do 2000 watts on a single power outlet for a standard home, right? Mm-hmm. Our price for 2000 watts of solar is $3,800. And 2000 watts for the average consumer will make a humongous reduction in their energy costs. And you right. no longer need to worry about, am I going to backfeed the grid? You don't need an interconnection agreement. You don't need to wait weeks or months for an installation to be completed. Yes. As a homeowner yes. or a renter, more specifically, we ship it to your home and give or take 10 days. You open it up. You download an app. You scan a barcode. You're up and running with solar generation after you plug a couple of things in, in less than 20 minutes. That's wow. our system. You're all yeah. in in less than $4,000. So two years ago when I put solar on my home, it was almost a six-month process, okay? From the day we signed the contract, then I had the installation come out to a site survey. Oh, and then a cost that you don't have here. I had to replace my entire um, my entire panel, okay? So yeah. that panel had to be replaced because now I needed room for solar on it. And, you know, my house is only 20-some-odd years old, 24 years old, but yet... I didn't have a panel, and that panel cost me a little over $4,000, $4,300. So I paid more in the panel than this system would cost, okay? Yeah. Then our wonderful utility company here, Excel Energy, I don't call them the devil, but pretty close. Um, it took them another four months to be able to get somebody to come out and ter- connect, connect it, set up the reverse meters and all the good stuff. And so literally from the time that I signed the contract to the time I was actually producing solar, it was just under six months. Okay. And the, that's a lengthy process. And it is not uncommon across the United States for, because the demand has gone up for the wait period for the local utility to put you uh, the connection to the grid and fix all that up to be a three, four month process. And so- I mean, yeah. you, you can't even do it. And then you're talking about, you know, wow. it's here's the thing that's going to be different. Price ver- is always going to be variable because sure. it's a, based on your consumption needs. Okay. And, but you're looking at probably one eighth to one tenth the cost for your solution for the same amount of power that if I'm putting panels on my roof. Sure. Absolutely. Our most inexpensive package, which is basic 400 watts of solar. So, you know, it's $600. You can yeah, start yeah. with a simple solar kit at $600. Yeah. It doesn't get more affordable than that. And even if it's not reducing your bill by 50%, let's even assume it's reducing at 20%. How much money does that put back in your pocket? With right. today's energy rates going up and up and up, whether you're in a regulated energy state like Colorado or when you're in Texas where it's deregulated, our energy prices are the highest they've been in years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the well here in Colorado, we experienced, and it's going to continue. Uh, let's see, they 
Two years ago, they did a 32% increase. Then they got another 8% uh, percent increase. Then net metering came along and that added another 10 to 15%. And oh, by the way, they've already applied for another 1% this year. And so it's never going to end. And as more and more things come online with EVs and, and e-trucks and all the yeah. things that are happening, it's not going to get any better. And yes. one aspect that people don't think about, and I've talked about this before, is there's two elements when you consider the cost of your electricity. Now, when you get it, it's, you know, hey, this is the number, right? This is yeah. my per kilowatt. But there's two aspects of that. One is delivery. And two is the actual electricity. Now, in some states where the demand is so big, but the power generation isn't close by, those delivery costs are exorbitant, okay? And yeah. analysts, I was talking to an analyst uh, yesterday from the American Solar Energy um, Society. They're predicting that delivery costs are going to far out exceed the electrical costs because of labor increases, building out of grid, uh, just all of these things. And so that portion, like here in Colorado right now, my portion of delivery is 36%, okay, where the electricity wow. is 64. And they're predicting that the, the delivery costs are going to more than double over the next five years. So that means my delivery, uh, part of my budget is going to go crazy because of the demand on the grid. Yeah. So what we're seeing, I, ha I have a customer in Florida that's been complaining quite a bit i'm not going to name any names um but he he essentially he was really furious uh, he showed me his electricity bill and what they're doing in florida is that your grid connection fees so the fee that you're just connected to the electricity company goes up the more you use oh my goodness so it's it, it is unbelievable he had an electricity bill in florida of about 700 dollars and 250 of that was the grid connection fee because he uses so much. Yeah. So he bought our system just just to get it down a little bit. So his grid grid connection fee will go down as well with it. And it really worked. Yeah. Okay. So I'm having a hard time uh, um, logically processing that in my mind because a physical connection is a physical connection. I, I know there is no more work to be done <laughs> right. for for using. I mean, there, we're, I'm doing you a favor by using more electricity. If you want to see it that way, I'm your customer. Yeah, I'm your and customer. Buying you more electricity, and you're punishing me for it. Right. So exactly. it is it is surreal with what is going on in the electricity market at the moment, and this is really why uh, we all, our whole team, and we haven't gotten into that yet. We can introduce the team later. Uh, why we're very passionate about this because we're feeling this as well yeah um wow. mike and i have been working for a, a fortune 500 electricity company and 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 we know how they operate and we know we know that the system is very necessary for a lot of people and we're i have a salesperson up north in in maine um these guys don't use electricity as much as we do in the hotter states down here Correct. Systems can really, really offload a majority of their usage there during the day. Yeah. And these folks are extremely thankful because traditional solar, they won't talk to you uh, for for small systems like they did. No, care. no. Yeah. If they don't see the chiching going, uh, they they have no desire. They're they're a sales a traditional solar sales person has a larger commission then our system is worth. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, there's there's that. So we, we're really trying to mix up uh, what's going on there. We're excluding the salespeople. We're excluding the installers. We're ex excluding the electrician. The amount of money you save just by making it this simple, I, we, I really, I have no idea why ne nobody's ever thought about revising the, the processes and all this stuff. Um, before and that's a fair point is that plug and play solar power has been around for years in Europe and it's very simple. They have a traditional glass panel, right? And they plug it into the wall and that's it. What we've taken between the team that's on that we, we, we work with the founding team of this company, what we've done is we've taken this, this, this simple idea of plug and play solar and we've made it smarter. We've made it intelligent. We've given it 
artificial intelligence. We, we are there to, to help you as a consumer reduce your energy bill while not feeding back to the grid and causing more problems than as otherwise happens with the traditional right. system. We're making it affordable. We're making it smart. And we're giving that power to you as a consumer. I mean, we say that we as craftsmen, we're, we're, we're giving people, we're putting the power in the people's hands in a literal fashion yeah. because that's yeah. what we've done. Well, I, I yeah. want to share a, a little bit of ease because from tech, a technology example, and I think you guys fit right in this. Oh, about four years ago, I got a sprinkler system that's run with an app. Okay. I won't mention the brand because I don't get any, you know, reward for mentioning them now. But it's so cool because if I don't have the, you know, if the weather patterns are different, it's it's smarter now. But I could I could water my lawn from in Texas if I was there, anywhere in the world. I just had to pull up my app. Yeah. But the, the biggest thing that was crazy about this is I Every year here in Colorado, because we have a three freeze thaw environment here, mm -hmm. there's something wrong with your sprinklers. It's inevitable. Something froze, something maybe my kid drove over the sprinkler and stuff. Now, mm -hmm. before I had an app-based um, control system, if I wanted to fix something, I had to turn it on, run out to the to the sprinkler, adjust it, whatever, run back and turn it off. And it was just this. This chaotic, you know, Chinese fire drill running back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> and the day I got my app-based um, control system for my sprinklers, it was heaven. Because I need to adjust something, I turn it on, check it, turn it off, you know, that kind of thing. Well, what you guys have done with the data that's available from your system, if you've taken this to a whole new level, I can monitor anywhere on the globe. As long as I've got a cellular or internet connection, I can monitor what's going on in my house. Okay. Absolutely. I, so I can check on anything aspect of it. And that to me, that's real power. That's really cool. Absolutely. But to the point of, of that AI, right? I've got a sprinkler system too. Last night I got a freeze warning. Hey, check your plants. We're going to turn your sprinkler system off because it might freeze tonight. Right. It freezes in Texas. But what I'm getting at with our app, because we have that intelligent aspect of it, is the three pieces that communicate. We have our inverter, we have our battery, we have the power meter. All three of those things communicate with each other, unbeknownst to you as the consumer, right. right? To you as a buyer, they decide whether to generate solar power to reduce your home load, to, re to recharge the battery to save for later, or disperse the battery power to save money for you as a consumer. Our system does that for you. There's no manual process. You plug it in, you set it up, and that's it. You can decide if you know that there's a hurricane coming in, you live in Houston, Texas, and, you know, your batteries are depleted. You can decide a week in advance, hey, recharge my batteries and then don't disperse them. Save the energy. Right. Or you right. can keep using the AI and just let it do its thing because we're naturally it's going to work to save you energy. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. It's, I love what you guys are doing. And uh, I love it so much because I'm involved with energy in all facets that I have uh, stroke a relationship and full transparency. So here in the United States, if you want to get connected to our friends here, they've got some amazing tools to help you configure a system. So it's you don't need an expert to do it, but come to my website, um, energyadvisors.today forward slash plug and play. So plug and, sp and spelled out play, plug and play. I'll get you connected with these guys. We get you the right tools, get it so you can get them shipped out. And again, these are so affordable. You know, what's what's happened in the solar industry and sales are off in traditional solar. And again, I, I love traditional solar. Don't get me wrong. I have it. I I don't uh, um, have an electric bill anymore because of it. I champion it everywhere. But be, at 7%, 8% or higher interest rates and on these types of loans, it has cut solar sales down by about 30 to 40%. Precisely. It's 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 horrible, and and again, I'm I'm talking. You're talking to somebody who loves that is in, immersed in that industry. I love it, but right now, because of interest rates and what's happened in our economy, it's made solar be a paused uh, decision, yeah. or or a decision I'm not going to make because of all the the chaos with it. And here we're talking, you know, fractions of what the cost of it is. A lot of people could put this on their American Express or their Visa or whatever. Um, yeah. Let's talk about, on an average, um, what 
you're going to see as far as a return on investment or a payback period? Great question. So if you look at our system, now geographics have a lot of details. Do you live on the north side of the States? Do you live in Europe? Do you live in the South? Do you live in South America? All that comes into play. Right. The average return on investment for our solar system is less than five years. Okay. It's not a, a claim. It's not a guess. Some areas, it's three years. It's five, and you will be making money on the solar system. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's interesting to see what happens. Um, energy has become a very uh, top-of-mind topic. Uh, policies are changing every day. I spent an hour-plus yesterday talking to one of the top uh, PhDs and, and policy and what's happening there. One of the comments that we've talked about a lot in the solar industry is that currently solar is kind of a Lexus technology. It's only people that can afford a large investment in it. Okay. And yesterday we talked about underserved communities, underserved households. This puts solar in the reach of so many more people and so much more flexibility because it's within reach. I mean, heck, in, in most cases, this is less expensive than a used car. And precisely to your point, it's it's if you look at solar in the traditional sense, it's served as a U.S. population less than, say, 7%. Right. Because of the, the variables that you required to purchase. We are democratizing solar generation. That's a big fancy word. But what we're doing is we're putting power we're making it available to everyone, not few. Right. Our solar right. systems are there for all that want it, need it, or just want to just be environmentally conscious. No matter yeah. where you live, what circumstances or the size of your home, if you're a yeah. renter or not, our solar systems work for everyone. Yes, uh, real quick, because you mentioned uh, interest rates and, and the current uh, situation the world is in uh, at the moment. Um, we do offer, we have a Klarna payment plan, uh, and they just add a hundred dollars to the overall cost of the system. And that's all they're asking for. So, uh, credit scores and, 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 and high APRs are not affecting our buyers at all. Wow. That's awesome. Cause I know that when I talk to a lot of people about solar, again, a credit score is going to need to be fairly high, 650 or, or higher to be able to qualify for that amount of loan to, there. So I think that's really an important consideration because I'm going to be very transparent, okay? While I love recycling and a clean environment, I have a philosophy that everybody wants a cleaner world. It's just what path are we going to get there with, okay? That's sort of the breakdown in politics. But I did my solar on a financial decision. It now I love with the I want a clean environment. Like I said, I'm going to preface that I don't want somebody to jump off a cliff and throw bombs at me or write nasty notes to me. Yes, I want a cleaner world, but I did this as a financial decision because I didn't want a power bill going into retirement at some point in time. Okay, I believe what you've got here is even more impactful from a financial perspective, and it like we, we just talked it it impacts a much much wider sector of the economy and the and the population because it's within reach you know if if i want to go out now and it's hard to find a used car but if i want to go out and find a, a decent used car that's maybe six seven eight years old i still might be paying fifteen twenty thousand dollars for that car okay yeah. this this is a lot less it's a lot yes. less and then the fact that you can daisy chain these together make the system expandable you've got all these tools that we can help you uh, size the system correctly. This this doesn't take a rocket scientist. And oh, if you undersize your first investment, you can expand it. Absolutely, and that's really cool. For instance, is years ago we had a, a an elder woman, an elderly woman, purchase a solar system in North Carolina, and this was early on. She had our kind of our original solar panel. It's a different design, an older version of our app. She called us, said, "Hey, can you help me set this up?" Well, like, and we're thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be a pain in the butt." Let's let's put this through the test because the old the old adage saying is can the older people set something up right? My mom still calls me occasionally. It's like the remote's not working. Well, did you put batteries in it, right? Or the PC reset it. So this customer, we had her on the phone and off the phone in less than fifteen minutes. She was set up. 
excited to use it, and it's generating solar power and as easy as that. Okay. Yep. So let's talk for a minute without having you give away any industry secrets or your trade, you know, secret sauce stuff. What do you see on the horizon? What's coming up in the next 24 months for you guys? <sighs> now, again, don't don't expose your secrets, okay? But, you know, what? where do you think the things are going with this? In, in where 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 we think we're going with it or solar in general no where you're going i mean solar in general that's another whole discussion yeah yeah, yeah no i i think i think what's really exciting on that part is the efficiencies of things once panels are getting more and more efficient and your footprint gets smaller these modular plug-and-play systems will get even more uh attractive and so on but so so since our team is, we're, we're pretty much through the ranks in engineers, very technical software developers, uh, Trajan and his team, software backend, front-end developers, app developers, uh, web designers. Uh, my brother is a mechanical engineer uh, with a business degree. Uh, I'm an industrial designer. Uh, so we our brains never stop. Okay. Yeah, we, we're constantly thinking what's next. Um and 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 these batteries and the fact that there's a reason why there's a wireless charger on the very top of my battery. I haven't mentioned this before yet, but it it lends itself to adapt adapters. You can you could possibly charge a speaker that sits ah, on top of uh yes. the battery. Um home security systems. Yeah, movable cameras, stuff like that can go right on top. You can power everything. You can connect it through the app. Um, and our battery itself has a is high voltage, as I mentioned earlier. That's a to charge faster. But on top of it, high voltage, and I think it's 48 volts uh, output of a battery is perfect for e-mobility. Wow. I don't want to give away too much there. No, okay. I get where you're going with that. You know, <laughs> I, you know, my son has one of those home spy systems. Hey, Alexa, turn off my lights. You know, all yeah. your smart home <laughs> devices could be um, with the Wi-Fi charge and stuff. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we are working with an open API as well. So we'll be able to tie in other smart home appliances as well. Yeah. We can make suggestions. If you turn your Nest thermostat up a little bit, you would save X amount and so on. So, or making suggestions on on you know uh, when to run things if in case you don't have this learning effect and 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 and, and want to preserve more than you know. Well, this this has been fabulous. Have, have I missed anything today on the questions for you guys? I'm just. I'm so enamored with what you guys are doing. And I know people, I, when I get excited, I, you can hear it in the tone. So was there anything else I might have missed in, in discussing, you know, first, because I'm going to have you back because we're going to do some further deep dives on some of this technology because it's it's fascinating. But uh, Mike or Michael, did I miss anything else today? I think that covers most of it. Yeah. As as you said, we can always go. I can I can start talking an hour in every direction. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I know we have to we have to cap it at some point in time because you know there are limits. You know, I know Joe Rogan does like three hour interviews, but I don't know if we have seven or eight hours available. <laughs> so no, it's fascinating technology. I I am impressed. I am uh, thankful to have a relationship with you guys. And again, if you want to get more information, go to my website, energyadvisors.today forward slash plug and play, and you'll be able to get information uh, and how to get connected to their calculators and all those great things. And so I'm excited about this. I'm going to just basically push this podcast ver uh, episode out to everyone because it just widens the um audience that can participate in solar it allows yes. so many more people to be able to do it and just the flexibility ease of use uh you know it's it's incredible yeah yeah thank you very much for helping us get the message out because it's it's a little hard to reach for instance renters yes. um as as customers because they're simply not looking for solar they don't know that this is out there 
Right. Um, so people that are looking for solar are the ones that have a giant house, a Tesla in, in the garage, uh, and, and, and a certain income. Uh, and they can dabble with the idea of being fancy with, with solar. Uh, that's that's probably five max ten percent of the population. You know, yeah. we really tend to everybody, and and it's it's we have this learning effect again, and we have to teach people about this new technology, and that we're here to help them, help them in an outage like we had in Texas with the freeze uh, or hurricanes with Harvey. Um, this product can really, really, really. Much almost saved lives, really. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna wrap up with one more um thought to share with people. I'm not a doomsday person, okay. okay. However, our world is in a lot of chaos right now, and there are two aspects of that chaos that I'm not comfortable with, and that's why energy import and independence is important to me. Number one, you know, we're seeing rumors of wars and wars all over the place. That's not a good thing because the impact on the on the grid. But more importantly, I think, is the overwhelming of the grid with, you know, like um, California is already seeing this, where they're asking people not to charge their EVs at certain times of the day, uh, stress, rolling out outages. We've seen those all across the country. And I'm not a doomsdayer again, but I do predict in the next five years, we're going to have an enormous amount of stress on the grid just because more and more coal fire plants and, and um, you know, all the fossil fuels things are being shut down and they're they're looking to rely on different things. The, the demand is going up. I just think it's crazy that uh, I, I can't foresee a world where we're not going to have increased stress on the grid. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, some of this is is political as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, these big production companies are reluctant to to uh make their grids more stable yeah. because they're not being held to any standard and it's just greed if it costs billions of dollars to do this so they're just not going to do it yeah. and they're going to offset the issues onto the end user just like pretty much any industry that has lobbyists yeah, it's, um, crazy. it's but i <laughs> Don't get me going in that direction. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll have another whole segment on that because, you know, it's kind of crazy. They talk about the public utilities commissions. Well, they're just as much cahoots of this thing as anybody else. And that's that's a dirty lobbyist group in its own self, in my mind. And then the I don't I hate this term misinformation, but there's a lot of information out there that's not correct. It's being driven by political agendas as they're extreme in both directions. It's crazy. So we'll talk about that on another segment. One thing is, is really thank you for this conversation. It's really been fantastic. One bit that we didn't touch on is we get a lot of people that are, are, are like, is this allowed? Can these solar panels plug into your wall? And the answer is yes, our inverters are, are certified just like every inverter on the market is today. That if there's no grid power connected, our inverters shut down and do not feed the grid when they're not supposed to. We okay. hit all okay. certifications. We are patented. We are allowed to be used on the U.S. energy grid. We are okay to be used. When we launched our Kickstarter campaign, everyone was like, you can't do this. It's illegal. No, it's 100% legal. Yeah, I yeah. spent days on the phones with utilities across the country proposing this is who we are this is what we're doing can we use on your system and they yeah. said yes but we need 24 hour access to the to the shutoff thing so we re-engineered our product and we hit the ul certification we're yeah, good to yeah. go and we're excited to have more i'm excited to have more conversations with you i get super pumped about this product so well, thank you and one one last again i keep saying one last one last you know <laughs> <laughs> but there is an important thing that people need to understand In the United States, um, they passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which had nothing to do with inflation reduction. In fact, it went the other way. But that's another discussion. (laughs) But one of the outcroppings of that that's in our favor, everybody's favor, is the fact that through through this act, the Inflation Reduction Act, it is illegal for anyone to prohibit any type of power generation system on your home. Okay. 
The sunshine laws have been in place a long time where an HOA or someone could not prevent you from putting solar panels on your roof. Okay. But now it's any type of power generation system, clean power generation systems. So plug and play solar, wind generation systems that are getting more technology, anything. So if you're a condo owner or an apartment uh, resident or any type of place, you have the right to put these anywhere you want to. And they cannot prevent it to you. You can get in a fight with your HOA, but all you have to do is, or your uh, building uh, management, all you have to do is bring forth the Inflation Reduction Act and they don't have a, a leg to stand on because any type of clean generation system is now allowed. Yeah, absolutely. What about we have in Houston, Texas, I've been looking into this, uh, a lot of multifamily uh, apartment high rises with 500 balconies. And, and my brain just sparks up when I see 500 balconies because the amount of energy that could be offset by covering all of the oh, yeah. balcony. No. It, they can't prohibit it. They cannot prohibit it. Privately run. Right. They cannot prohibit it. Any type of of residence. Now, this fits for like my daughter. My daughter and my son-in-law, right out of college, but they um they they believe in green energy and those things, but they have a town home. They don't technically own all their roof because it's a it's a common part of the structure. They could set these out on their on their in their backyard patio, they could put them, you know, on, on the walls, whatever. And yeah. then when they decide to move, they take their system with them. Precisely. Exactly. So anyway, listen, guys, we better uh, we better cut it short, or it'll be about <laughs> seven o'clock yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. We're still going to be yapping. But again, thank you for coming on, sharing your time. You've been extremely generous with it. Um, again, if people want to get connected with them, come to the website. I'll get you set up. We'll get you this information. Um, my organization, we're showing this to as many people as possible. Look for us and uh, spread the word because I really like what's going on with what you've innovated here. And like I said, it's probably the best engineered system I've ever seen. And I'm a geek. Thank so, you very much. All right, guys. Thanks. And uh, as always, at the end of every program, we just say this one thing. Thanks and make it a great day.